What's up, my Housewives Relatable listeners? It's your girl, Stella, coming to you once again to talk about it all. (laughs) Oh, last episode of The Real Housewives of New Jersey was pretty underwhelming, in my opinion. To be honest, I would give it a solid five. There was not much going on. I hate when they leave us at the height of an argument and then, you know, we expect for the next episode to take us back from where we left off and then there's nothing. So I know (laughs) that the Gorgas had left already, but it would have been interesting to continue to see the conversation between Margaret and Teresa. The best moment of that episode, in my opinion, was to see that little clip of Louis crying into Joe Benigno's arms. <laughs> A little bit overly dramatic, in my opinion. It kind of reminded me of that scene where Amber Mar- Marchese, season six, she called Teresa after something had leaked to the press regarding her legal issues. And the possibility of, you know, Teresa facing prison time. So I don't know if you all remember when Amber was sobbing on the phone, pouring her heart out to Teresa. In the next scene, we see that um, Gia was overhearing the entire conversation um, because she was sitting at the, the kitchen bar by Teresa and then she started Gia she started laughing and she said to her mom is she crying I can't believe she's crying <laughs> and like Gia was laughing at the situation because she thought it was like why is this woman laughing right uh, this woman crying over the situation right it's a little bit dramatic so I wonder if the Judice girls saw the clip of Louis and you know how their reaction made them made them feel right i can't imagine it to be much more different than uh, than what i just explained so anyways <laughs> although the last episode was not up to par not because teresa wasn't there on the show we saw her briefly but i just think that you know it was not like i said it was just a solid 5 right just in my opinion some people gave it an 8 I give it a five. So um, there's a lot of things that I'm still eager to discuss because social media has gone completely crazy over Pizza Ovengate. And if you notice, I always specify Pizza Ovengate. A lot of people, including the cast, refer, they they refer to it as Pizzagate. And, um, how can I phrase this? I have to be careful how I phrase this because this will be uploaded on other channels as well. So I just want to say that Pizzagate has a much darker history and is a completely different thing that has absolutely nothing to do with Joe and Teresa. So I just don't want the recent drama to be mingled with the other stuff already out there. So Feel free to check it out if you are interested. Yeah, it's some pretty dark stuff. And uh, by dark, I don't mean uh, Crystal Minkin, Minkif dark, but really dark. <laughs> so 
for those of you who still have questions about uh, pizza oven gates, because I know we did talk about it last week in my last week's episode in the bonus episode. But um, basically, um, you know, I kind of put up like I put together a little summary from what I've seen online. Uh, I have to give some credits to uh, this account. Your moms are watching who explains, you know, from Joe and Melissa's perspective, what had transpired with the whole pizza oven gates. But it's quite long. So I just thought I would uh, give you a brief um, summary of what it is if you still had questions and you can see this uh, if you're more visual you could always go to my page my Instagram page at relatable relatable underscore Stella just to have a little bit more details on that right so apparently this had happened at the beginning of um, the relationship between Louis and Joe Louis was picking Joe's brain and they were discussing business. Joe opened up about the ovens as a new business venture and Louis thought it was a great idea. So Louis said he could help on the marketing front um, given his experience in media company. So Joe Gorga wanted the ovens to be named after his late father, Nono, Nono's Pizza, and the idea was for them to sell the ovens to the public, uh, plus a pizza kit subscription to make the perfect pizza. So Joe initially estimated that to kick off the business, it would require five hundred thousand. Louis wanted to start a little bit smaller, so they agreed to order just over twenty twenty two hundred ovens instead of. 10,000 um, and those ovens cost approximately $46 a piece um, and they ordered those ovens from Joe's nephew um, nephew-in-law so basically Joe's nephew is married to Melissa Gorga's niece so apparently that nephew has a lot of great contacts in China and um, they ordered the ovens and the bill was just over $104,000. Um, Louis apparently insisted to pay for the transaction, like to pay for the ovens, right? So he paid the nephew directly um, and he agreed that Joe would be covering other business expenses. As I stated before, Joe had estimated that to kick off the business, it would require approximately $500,000, right? So up until that point, they all seem to agree. So then later on, the prototypes, they arrived from China. And um, from, from what I got, from what I've gathered, Teresa did not really like them. They were not flashy enough. Like I think she wanted like some sort of golden oven. But then eventually Joe Gorga convinced her to keep them as they are, um, you know, in a way to keep costs down. So Louis and Teresa, they basically decided to set up a photo shoot and um between Teresa and her daughters to promote the pizza oven business. So um, Teresa made a few changes on the spot, apparently without Joe's involvement or knowledge. So 
what was supposed to be initially Nono's face and Nono's name on the ovens, it became Teresa's face and daughter's, and it was rebranded as Skinny Pizza or Skinny Italian, something like that. So apparently, you know, they took a few important business decisions without Joe, and Joe Gorga eventually uh, ended up founding out about this through the grapevines. So then apparently Joe tried to get a hold of Louis for weeks, like a lot of weeks, like maybe three or four weeks unsuccessfully. And finally he got a hold of him. Basically, um, Louis said to Joe, it seems like we're seeing the business differently. And since we are not on the same page, um, Teresa and I have decided that we will be running it as we see fit. And um, apparently, Louis said to Joe, since it was your idea, we are going to give you 5%. And Joe exploded. Joe was mad. And um, because of his reaction, they came back and offered him 10%. So at that point, Joe wanted nothing to do with the business. The ovens were already ordered. So the ovens got delivered with the rename branding. So from Nono's Pizza to Skinny Pizza. And they got delivered to Louis and Teresa. Joe um, told Teresa and Louis' lawyer that Louis and Teresa could pursue the business without him. Joe did not pay um, any portion of the $104,000 um, as he got nothing out of it. And, you know, those ovens, they got delivered with a different name and brand to Louis and Teresa. So at that point, Joe was like, this is a completely different business. This is not my idea. So you guys can run it the way you want and I'm out of it, right? So Joe also said that, um, oh yes, Louis set up a photo shoot and a website, you know, which was probably a little bit more, maybe another 25 to $50,000, but either way it does not equal like it does not equate to 250,000. They say that that amount was inflated. So um, this is, um, once again, I saw this um, on Your Moms Are Watching. And um, this is apparently Joe and Melissa's version of things. So at this point, we don't necessarily have Teresa and Louis' version of things other than what we have seen on the show. And um, it will be interesting to have them talk about it. I don't know if they're going to talk about it more at the reunion. I don't know if they're, you know, saving it for the reunion at this point. But I just want to make that very clear that what I just read was, uh, was Melissa and Joe Gorga's version of what happened, if that makes sense. I have to give a lot of credit to a particular YouTuber not that he needs it because he's already so established and doing very well, but I want to give a big shout out to Kempire. I have been listening to him for quite some time, as well as others that are in the space. And I must say that I really like his approach and his, ba his balanced views. 
Kempire is not afraid to state his real opinion on things, which is kind of refreshing, right? He has smoke for everyone. <laughs> Without really bashing them, and it's, you know, he's always team Kempire. If you listen to him too, he always says, don't be team anyone, be team you, which I agree with. So we all enjoy a little bit of gossip, but some of the accounts out there are completely insane. They're making up false rumors. They're bashing one side of, over the other. And to be honest with you, I've said this before, it's starting to feel a little bit cultish. Like people, you can be fan of you know a certain housewife, but it does not mean that you have to be blindly loyal to everything that they do. These people are not a, of a higher power. They're not perfect. They are flawed. And they'll often do the right thing, and other times they'll disappoint us, right? They're human. That's part of their magic. And in my opinion, that's what makes them interesting. I say it all the time. I have been a big fan of Teresa for all of these years, and still am. But she's not always right. Far from it, to be honest with you. <laughs> she's not always right. And I'm willing to call it out. Melissa has been wrong a lot of times, but she's she has been right a lot of times as well. And I have absolutely nothing against her as a person. I don't know her. I don't know these people. I say that all the time. It's pure entertainment for me. Recently, I saw on Twitter, and I'm not even going to name the account, but there was a picture of of Melissa Gorga. You know, she was kind of like wearing a white top and a silver necklace, her black hair, curly hair, silver short shorts, and, you know, silver shoes. And she was like standing in front of a trailer. So the implication from that person who runs that account was that, you know, Melissa, like we're supposed to see something there based on Melissa's attire, right? And based on her attire, that should be confirming um, the rumors that Melissa was an exotic dancer. So I was looking at the picture and I was like thinking, is this person for real? Because, <laughs> because you know, some of us fans have been watching this show over and over. We watch the reruns. We watch it sometimes just in the background. So not only do we know what... Um, about you know we know about things that have been said on the show but we also remember the outfits that the cast was wearing so that picture was actually a picture of Mel Melissa Gorga at Beatstock which was season four episode 12 so if you remember Teresa even stopped by her trailer with Gia uh, who was also performing at Beatstock that year she stopped by the trailer to wish Melissa good luck because she was performing at Beatstock. So that's all that picture was. But if you read the comments, like if you go in, on Twitter and you read the comments under that post, people are running with it. It's insane. And it makes you wonder, well, it definitely makes me wonder if certain accounts have a personal vendetta against these people. I had a few questions regarding the state of the relationship between Frank Catania Jr. 
you know, Dolores's son, and Louis Ruhelas. If you remember at the reunion, season 11, Dolores confirmed that the kid was working for Louis doing real estate. So Teresa even chimed in and said, he's making a lot of money already. He's killing it. He's killing it, right? So <laughs> based on what's out there, allegedly, Louis funded a business for Frankie Jr. And he went delinquent on his bills, which caused uh, little Frankie to get evicted from his home from his office due to non-payment by louis so apparently little frankie tried to reach out to louis to find out what had happened he did not receive a response and louis went mia so i wonder how dolores feels about all of that you know i have noticed during um the Real Housewives of New Jersey after show, Dolores makes a lot of faces. And sometimes she seems annoyed. Like she's not going as much with the flow. Like I'm not talking about the show, I'm talking about the after show. So um, Dolores is making a lot of faces. I'm not sure what her nonverbal means, but there might be something out, like something for production to explore for the next season. So. Which leads me again to Dina Canton. Remember last week's uh, episode, we talked about Dina and how she may be holding the key to that whole situation. Well, it seems like I was right <laughs> because Joe Gorga finally confirmed on the show that Dina and Teresa had a falling out due to a business deal gone wrong between the men i.e. Louis Ruhelas and David Canton. So we still don't have any details as to what the deal was between the men. And to be honest, I really hope that Dina eventually comes out to give us details as to what happened, right? Uh, not come out in 10 years or 20 years from now or even five years, but like, you know, in the, <laughs> in the next few weeks or before the reunion because I heard they're filming next week. So... I'm not necessarily going to hold my breath um, on that one, though, because Dina, she seems to be in a very good place. She's in a drama-free space. She does all of her, you know, Dina does, and, you know, basically manifesting all of the positivity out there on her social media. So um, I'm not really expecting for her to do that, although I would like for her to come out and tell us what is going on, right? But uh, she also posted something a little bit cryptic on her social media on um, on Tuesday, shortly after the episode at air. She posted something like, um, if you're willing to look at another person's behavior towards you as a reflection of the state of their relationship with themselves, rather than a statement about your value as a person, then you will over a period of time, cease to react at all, okay? So if you're willing to look at another person's behavior towards you as a reflection of the state of their relationship with themselves, rather than a statement about your value as a person, then you will, over a period of time, cease to react at all. That's what the quote said on her social media shortly after the episode it heard. So... I'm not sure if this has anything to do with Teresa, 
But I really wish she she would come out like Dina and talk about their real issues instead of doing all of that. Uh, I'm not mad at her, right? She's not on the show. Um, she used to be on the show. So therefore, we will forever have questions <laughs> when something happens. But um, I would really appreciate if people would just come on and speak their mind. Like when I say come on, not come on the show or come, like I don't want them to come and talk to me necessarily. I'm just saying, just say what happened so we can just, you know, put a pin in it and move forward so we know what the real story is as opposed to walking on eggshells. Like, you know, that's one, one of the reasons why I'm not mad at Melissa this season. Because finally, she speaks like more of her mind. She's a, a little bit more blunt this season as opposed to just walking on eggshells like in previous seasons, right? Because now Melissa and Joe, they, they see that the relationship is not going to be the same. They don't feel like they have to continue to protect the queen, right? So I find that Teresa gets away with a lot of bad behavior sometimes. And I'm not sure... I'm not sure if it makes a great show anymore. And what I'm talking about, I'm not talking about Teresa not being good TV. Teresa is great TV. However, all of these alliances and protecting each other and not tell each other, like, you know, how you feel uh, the truth, just because you're like, oh my gosh, like I'm, I'm, I'm worried for my seat next season. So therefore, I'm going to agree with this person because... Um, I want to I want to come back next season. I'm not sure that makes a really good show because they're not being authentic with themselves. Right. They're not being sometimes you could clearly see it in their faces. You're like, this person does not agree. This person does not agree with what Teresa just said or what Teresa just did. But they agree. They go along with it. Same thing with Margaret. Right. It's like they seem to have too much pull on each other. So I don't think that that makes a great show. So first, first of all, I don't even think that Dolores and Teresa are as close as it is, as it is uh, portrayed on the show. Or, you know, they're always saying on the show, oh, we are so close. I think they have known each other for a long time and that they might have been close at some point in time. But, you know, even out of Teresa's mouth, Dolores and Dina used to be the closest ones, right? Because they were older and they hung out together more. That that statement was said by Teresa on her podcast, Namaste Bitches. She said that at some point, right? So I don't know if you recall the season that Siggy was on. Kim D joined the reunion and said that Dolores' relationship with Teresa was shaky, so Teresa reacted and she said, you're going to let her say this about our friendship, <laughs> which prompted Dolores to say to Kim, no, no, Kim, that's not true. Teresa and I are friends. So, you know, let's not forget. I just want to say, let's not forget that Dolores and Kim, because Kim is not on the show anymore. Right. So I'm not even sure if anyone knows this. But Kim and Dolores are very, they're still, till this day, very good friends. Okay? They speak on the phone often. Um, they see each other. Like, Kim 
only has good things to say about Dolores and vice versa. And you see it on their social media accounts as well, right? There's a lot of love there. So I think that Kim in that instance, she knew something and she was not lying when she said that. I don't think like whether you like her or not, I happen to like Kim um, and missed her on the show. I miss her on the show a lot. I think she was great TV, but I do believe that when Kim said this, said that relationship between you and Dolores is shaky, I think Kim was telling the truth there, right? Because Patterson Dolores or the vision of what Patterson Dolores should be, I don't think that Patterson Dolores would be as happy to be part of a wedding that she was not even considered to be a part of from the start. You know, if Teresa only had her girls as a bridesmaid, then maybe, or, or her sister-in-laws, like all of them, right? Melissa included. <laughs> The, so then, yes, I understand, like, I would understand that Dolores, Patterson Dolores would not be mad. But the fact that she, Teresa had Dina and other girlfriends and not Dolores at first, right? And Dolores is supposedly part of the family, like, for 25 years. To me, that was very telling. Like, I don't really care that Dolores and Dina are not friends, that they, they, don't, they can't stand each other. You know, you can see that they throw a little bit of shade here and there. I never speak about Dina Manzo or Dina Canton, and Dina never says Dolores' name either. But what I'm saying is, when you're, when you're getting married, this is not about the friends. It's about the bride, right? So when... Like, Teresa could be seen as, oh, you know, she knows Dina, and she's loyal to Dina, and because of everything that has transpired between the two, she's going to pick Dina over Dolores, Dolores. But the thing is, if Teresa says that she is equally a friend to Dolores, why wouldn't she invite her to her engagement party? Why wouldn't she invite her to be a bridesmaid from the get-go like Teresa should have been able to tell Dina Dina I love you but it's my day you know you know you're my girl and you're my kid's godmother but I love Dolores as, as well and I want to ask her to be part of my wedding like can we make it work it's only one day right you should be able to do that as the bride and your bridesmaid are supposed to accommodate you it's supposed to be about you right so the fact that you know, I don't know how hard Teresa went for Dolores in that instance, right? So it only seems like Teresa had this uh, epiphany to invite <laughs> or med meditation <laughs> session to invite Dolores to join the wedding party once um, Dina was no longer going to be a bridesmaid, right? So I'm glad Melissa call that out because it's true it's true melissa was at the engagement uh party she was sitting at a different table dolores was not even there and if you recall teresa said we have never double dated like we have not double dated that's why you don't come to my party bullshit you didn't come to the party because dina cannot stand your ass and therefore my loyalty is to her so you can kick rocks that's basically <laughs> what teresa said okay to dolores so dolores says 
I don't care. You know, when Melissa brings that up to her, she's like, you were not even at her engagement party. Doris says, oh, I really don't care about that, right? I'm not mad about that. And you know what? I think Dolores is now, Dolores, she really doesn't care. Because Dolores, in my opinion, is also benefiting in that situation as well. Like, if you think about it, who wants to really miss out on the biggest event of the year? Dolores doesn't want to miss out on that. Neither does Jennifer. That's why they say, yes, yes, yes. Oh, yes, it's okay. You know, someone said sloppy second. It's true. They're so excited to be part of the wedding. They don't even care. The new Dolores is completely unbothered by how Teresa does things. Patterson Dolores would have cared. But I really believe that fame changes you to the point that disrespectful actions don't even matter anymore as much as the publicity. You know, Dolores even said at the Fuda's barbecue party last week that her mother only got invited to the wedding the night of the Hawaiian party. How do you forget Valerie? They can't be that close. I hear they are filming next week and I have so many questions for Andy Cowan that will most likely never make the show. Head over to my Patreon at patreon.com slash housewivesrelatable and send me your questions. If you enjoy this show and would like to support me and my work, please join the community. Comment, like, share, and subscribe. You can also find me on Instagram at relatable underscore Stella. That's all I have for today, guys. Thank you once again for listening. Ciao.